Section 8 of First Communion Days by a Sister of Notre Dame. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Clement Cathery. Clement was a little French boy who was born more than a hundred years ago in the village of Moux near Montpelier. His father was a blacksmith, was an honest, hard-working man, but unfortunately he no longer went to church, and had even given up saying his prayers. His mother went to Mass on Sundays and to Holy Communion at Easter, but that was all. In fact, at that time there were very few people in the whole village who really loved our blessed Lord, which made it the more remarkable that Clement should grow up good and pious as he did. Clement was born on a Tuesday, 23rd December, 1828, the day of the week that is dedicated to the holy angels, and certainly his guardian angel watched over him in a very special manner, protecting him when in danger and guiding him through many a difficulty. Clement was a strong and healthy baby, and as he grew older he was very quick and clever, both at lessons and at games. Always the top of his class and carrying off the prizes, he was yet so gentle and amiable that he was loved by all, both old and young. Though later he became a very holy man and devoted his whole life to Almighty God, Clement did not become good all at once, and he had many a hard fight against temptation, doing wrong just like little boys do nowadays, and little girls too. He himself tells us of two very naughty things he did when he was little, and they helped to show us how hard he must have tried in order to become as good as he did, though after he had made his first Holy Communion we never hear of him being naughty on purpose. The first fault was committed when he was three or four years of age. One day he happened to pass a cart on which was placed, for sale, a large quantity of dates. Clement, after looking round and seeing that no one was near, filled his little blouse with the fruit, and then walked away eating the dates as fast as he could, when suddenly he met his father. "'Where did you get all those dates?' asked his father. Knowing that he had done wrong and afraid of being punished, Clement replied by telling a lie. "'Madame Tessany gave them to me,' he said. Madame Tessany was the owner of a little shop where Clement's mother bought her vegetables, and she had from time to time given Clement an apple or a nut. But his father knew that she would not have given him so many dates, and taking him by the hand, he said, I see I have a thief for my son. Come with me, and we will go to Madame Tessany. The shame he felt when his father reproached and corrected him before Madame made Clement realize so well how wrong it was to steal and then to excuse himself by telling a lie. That never again was he known to touch anything that did not belong to him, and so sorry was he for this fault, that when he was older he never passed a day without giving up something at his meals to make up, as he said, for his greediness when he was a little child. The second fault, which he tells us about, happened about two years later, and might have ended very sadly if God had not protected his baby brother in a remarkable way. When Clement was six and a half, God sent his mother another little son, who was called Adrian. One day, leaving her baby boy asleep in his cradle at the top of the house, his mother went downstairs to prepare the dinner. Presently the child awoke and began to cry. "'Run upstairs, Clement, and rock the cradle,' said his mother. "'No,' replied Clement. "'I'm not a girl. Boys and men don't rock cradles.' His mother, unable to leave what she was doing just then, tried to coax him to go, but still he refused. Then she threatened to punish him if he did not obey. "'Very well, I will go,' said the naughty boy. 
but I will rock so hard that the baby and cradle will tumble down. And up he went. The cradle was an old-fashioned one, mounted on high rockers, and a fall from that would probably cost the baby its life. After a little rocking, baby stopped crying, and soon fell asleep. But Clement, who was still in a very bad temper, then gave the cradle such a violent push that the baby was thrown out and the cradle overturned. The poor mother, hearing the noise, rushed upstairs, quite expecting to find her baby killed, for she had guessed by the sound what had happened. To her great joy she found the little boy quite uninjured, and so engrossed was she in soothing its cries that Clement was forgotten until the father returned, when he received the punishment he had so well merited. About this time Clement began to attend the catechism class with the other village children, but he was so clever that in a very short time he not only knew all the answers, but could give the explanations better than any of the bigger boys present. Clement now began to feel a great desire to be a better boy. He took more trouble to say his prayers well and to be obedient to his parents. At this time, too, he felt a great love and attraction to our blessed lady growing in his heart. I want to be her own little boy. I want to belong to her in a special manner, he would say to himself, and he would kneel at her altar, and looking up into the face of her statue, there would wonder what he could do to please her. About the time of his eighth birthday he went to the parish priest. Father, he said, I want to belong to Our Lady, to belong to her in a special way. What can I do? I am pleased to hear you say that, replied the priest, for if you will only give yourself to Our Blessed Lady, and try to please her, she will protect you through your whole life. Take this prayer. It is the one used by St. Aloysius Gonzaga. Go and kneel at Our Lady's altar, and read it slowly, trying to mean every word you say. Clement took the prayer, and did as the priest had told him. As I knelt there, he said, my soul was filled with joy. I felt that our dear lady had indeed accepted me, and from that day my life was changed. I wished only to live for her and her divine son. Three years after, the time fixed for his first Holy Communion drew near. Each day Clement knelt at our lady's altar, and begged her to help him to prepare well for that great event. Day by day the first communicants went to the good priest's house for instructions. Clement had the special charge of his cousin, a boy of his own age, who had the misfortune to be blind. Each day Clement would go to his house to fetch him, and he looked after him so carefully and so kindly that everyone was touched. During the three days' retreat that the children made, and even on the first communion day itself, Clement did everything for his blind cousin, but this did not prevent him from praying so fervently himself that many of the villagers noticed him. "'Ah, yes,' said one man. They pray well now, but once their first communion is over they forget all about it, and are no better than they were before. Clement heard this remark, and it made a great impression on him. They shall see, he said to himself, whether I am no better than before. And taking a piece of chalk, he wrote on the walls and on the door of his room, Clement belongs to God for ever. Never again was he the same reckless, heedless boy he had been, though he still remained eager at his studies and eager at his games. He was always happy, joyous, and light-hearted, offering up all he did, whether work or pleasure, for the greater glory of God. Later on he worked for God as a holy priest, and a Jesuit, at first in his own country, and afterwards at the foreign missions. End of section 8